0: Edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Ray Andrewson, who is the executive director of the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Good. Hello, my friend.
1: It's good to be back. How are you? Very well. What's and, going on? And again, congratulations uh, on your yeah. 500 well, uh, thank you. programs you've done here. That's remarkable yes. to thank be able you. to say that you've done that. You know, hundreds and hundreds, and if you'd really counted out, sometimes thousands of interviews.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And for, the, for those, for those, that, ha- that don't know yet, yes, we're celebrating the 500th, but my, in- my show this week, for the first interview, Ray interviewed me, so stay tuned to see that. It- I think it came out very nice. So Ray, what's new with the Chamber of Commerce?
1: Well, it's interesting, the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce is busy, um, well, we've a good- had, uh, had a good year, we're affiliated with the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. So our membership is uh, about 425 members that we have in the uh, Wallingford North Haven, Area we serve those two towns; those are our core towns, uh, North mm-hmm. Haven and Wallingford. Sure. Uh, but because of our affiliation with the Greater New Haven Chamber, we have sort of a 15-town uh, pack-a-punch, if you will, wow. uh, because we we share our resources mm-hmm. together and support each other's events. So it's been um, it's been a busy year. Uh, I've I've had this role now for a little over a year. A year in the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce and the That's Membership right. Services and and and. Uh, Working uh, through that through COVID, which has mm-hmm. been a real challenge, I Absolutely. think anybody would admit. Starting a job just about when COVID hits uh, is a real challenge, but somehow we, we persevered. We, we made it through the rain, um, and we have a great year coming up. Well, what's
0: going on coming up?
1: Well, what do we got uh, we've got more coming up with, with with events. I'd like to sort of backpedal if I could, be yeah, go and just talk about what we've done because uh, Wallingford, the town of Wallingford. Um, the founding date is 1670, and what had happened, speaking of COVID, okay. uh, was to have a big celebration uh, coming up, uh, and, and that was all set for the year 2020, 2020. Yeah, and 2020. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, we couldn't do it, it didn't uh, because of COVID. So right. we got kicked off one year, and then we still had COVID, and then this year with brightening numbers, things getting better, uh, the celebration went ahead. And Uh we were involved with a parade which was spectacular through historic downtown Wallingford. About 2,000 people were attending along the parade route. The marchers, uh, it was extraordinary, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of marchers uh, that day we had our own event which was our annual meeting and uh, business awards ceremony mm-hmm. out of gaylord specialty healthcare Okay. and uh, that night we had about 250 people who showed up An extraordinary night honoring the outgoing edc chief uh, tim ryan who's done a great job as economic development uh, coordinator and specialist for the town of wallingford okay. and seven other area businesses and individuals who really did a, a great job but also we did a lot of uh, eating and drinking and having fun and music, and it was a party that night. All right. And then the, the Gala Ball this past uh, Saturday and the event organizers did a terrific job for the, the community of Wallingford. It, it, you do community, community uh, media absolutely. And, and broadcasting here, you know how important it is. Oh
0: absolutely. And
1: it's just it's a great feeling to go to these events and know people and walk around and just uh, you know feel like you have friends in the room Yes. and it, it was terrific uh... we're looking forward as well coming up to our golf classic on august fifteenth okay. uh, it's gonna be at the farms in wallingford uh... becoming one of the state's premier golf events we had hundred twenty last year we might have a few more people are All signing right. up already um, love to get out there and, and, and hope we have the weather we had last year about eighty two and mostly sunny it was All a right. spectacular day uh... and then uh, coming up on september twenty second we will be at the best western uh... hotel in north haven that sure. is our business showcase and expo and we're going to be celebrating North Haven, uh, North Haven's business heritage and history. The North Haven Historical Society is back open again on Broadway. Okay. The lights are on Broadway again. That okay, is all right. <laughs> North Haven has a Broadway, as other communities do. There you do. go. And North Haven's Historical Society is in refurbished quarters. And they have extraordinary um, uh, things that they've, they've had from the, the town history, artifacts, brick making, uh, they also have an agricultural heritage in North Haven Mm -hmm. Uh, its uh, cigar factories were there, the John C. Yule factory, Somerdale cigars for example were rolled in North Haven and there was a company uh, called Kickapoo that on Route 22 on the way to Northford section of North Brantford Mm -hmm. made Kickapoo Joy Juice. I'm not making this up. It was an elixir uh, that people would buy and a health elixir of which there were many in the late 19th century, early 20th century. Right. I mean, it it could have been a dark and stormy or a gin and tonic <laughs> for all we know in a bottle. Uh, but and what's th- wrong with that? I got uh, not nothing. I guess right, just give it a different you. name. You just right. order. I'll have a Kickapoo joy juice, please. Exactly. Uh, but the t- the town history is is varied and and we'll be featuring that that day and some of our very finest restaurants and all of our businesses will be part of our showcase we honor women Uh, coming up late october women in uh, achievement awards where we bestow honors to six local women in business leadership and community leadership from both the business and nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. So it's a busy year ahead. We have our our downtown decorating in Wallingford and North Haven come the holiday season. Um, We also have, um, this being an even year, we have state representatives and state senators and candidates forums we'll be doing in September and October. Um, That, uh, the Small Business Council, where we gather once a month at area uh, restaurants either in New Haven or in Wallingford and North Haven, a lot of small businesses have had uh, so many challenges during yep. this period with COVID, with inflation, supply chain disruption. Um, it's, it's, it's something we do on a monthly basis. Our QNET business leads groups, we have about 20 people get together, um, having um, morning coffee and breakfast together. And we share leads, we just share business and talk about some of our challenges. Uh, and also, if you've been through Wallingford and North Haven, what I really love is you go down that Route 5, uh, Colony Road, North Haven, mm-hmm. uh, Washington Avenue, North Haven, Colony Road, Wallingford area, and you see the smokestacks and you see the industry. The only steel factory, the only steel plant in Connecticut is Nucor Steel in Wallingford on Tully's Road near the North Haven line. Okay. Uh, one steel plant, and Nucor is a national, international, uh, large, um, eco-friendly steel really? um, producer. Oh, cool. All brick stainless steels, um, CEI component uh, engineering. Um, if you think about Allnex, they make plastic coating and resins, uh, BIC, BYK, USA, okay. same thing. International company, uh, Rome, which is affiliated with AllNex as well. Uh, the manufacturing base is, is remarkable in the states chief manufacturing officer who'd be a great guest here for you is mm-hmm. Paul LaVoy. Do you know him? I sure do, and okay. Paul is our chief manufacturing officer for the state of Connecticut, really? and he remarks about our manufacturing comeback. It's starting to slowly come back, Yeah. and this is an area we've sent a lot of kids to school to get psychology and sociology degrees, no offense to anybody who has one right. or me, a history, <laughs> <laughs> I have a history degree or political science. It's wonderful to be educated, but we need more, more trainees and we need more entry level jobs in manufacturing. The jobs are there. You know, Pete, hmm. the thing that I find remarkable is that in Connecticut you can start right out of high school. If you go to some of the technical schools, um, maybe do this while you're getting your degree at at community colleges right. of which we have excellent community system here oh, absolutely. in Connecticut and you can start out of the box making $75,000 a year in a manufacturing job. Right. That means that if you're 18 years old and you start there at 17 or 18, by the time you're in your early 20s or mid 20s, you can buy your first condominium or your first house. Right. You're, you're at a stage of your life where you get ahead economically out of the gate if you start these jobs. Right. So those jobs are there. We had a manufacturing career fair. It's It's disappointing to note that what we have as a challenge in Connecticut is mm-hmm. workforce development. Uh, we're struggling with getting, um, we're str- struggling with getting workers, I think, that's a problem yeah. because we've had an outflow of young people leaving the state of Connecticut. Uh, but we need to bring, keep them here because right. the jobs are here now and they pay well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And Connecticut, we keep thinking that Connecticut is such an expensive place to live. There are a lot of other places that are expensive, oh, yeah. Florida which was a bargain mm-hmm. in any place. Florida now has comparable cost of living to Connecticut along the coasts wow. in select areas. Um, other areas uh, like Arizona mm-hmm. are becoming, uh, Austin, Texas, Austin's a boom city. Austin is becoming increasingly expensive. I mean, they're not on the level of, of Boston or New York or San Francisco or Washington right. in terms of cost of living, but they're, but they're on their way. And Connecticut right now is, is a good investment in your financial future because the, the salary here is higher. Um, the jobs are starting to come back. So we have to look at maybe making that kind of an adjustment. And I know a lot of our member manufacturers are excited about the near future. I know the, the our, our universities are gearing up. Mm-hmm. The engineering program at Quinnipiac University Okay. is partnering with some of the local um, uh, manufacturing concerns for job placement immediately after school uh, for internships yep. and that kind of thing paid internships for these students yeah. so it's it's really an exciting time um, our state financially is getting more stable Yeah. Uh, our, our our state fiscal position is better than it was five or ten years ago oh, yeah. so we're kind of seeing things go well we do have problems with inflation we do have problems still with um... a very uh, tight real estate market, yep. um, the demand is certainly outstripping um, the supply at mm. this point. So there aren't that many properties available. Uh, from a residential standpoint, from a rental standpoint, there's a squeeze on rents. Yep. We know that's happening. Absolutely. Conversely, we're also seeing uh, with respect to office space usage oh, yeah. that with remote working, there's less demand for, for you know, large scale office space. Mm-hmm. And some printers are now working out of their house. So, what's going to happen to a lot of the office buildings? They may have readaptive use and they could become residential exactly. spaces. Um, some of them are, are being cleverly reused as manufacturing spaces are being used for new types of retail. Right. Uh, and, and for restaurant use, uh, classified for rezoned for uh, recreational use. They're mm-hmm. kickboxing studios. Exactly. They're places where you can have a drink and get your nine iron out and play golf, indoor golf. Um, And the problem with that is what? Nothing at all. So we're seeing this kind of turnover, creativity, Uh, things are starting to look up. I know we have a long road ahead, but I feel like in Connecticut we really are coming out of what might have been a very difficult 10, 15 year period.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned during that segment about the local officials running for re-election in November with the candidates' forums. Yes. One in particular you and I have to mention. Let's see if we can put our ESP together. No?
1: Um, North Haven? Um, well, in terms of candidates at the state level and the state Local. senators. Yeah, so state senators and state representatives right. are up this year. So the thing that, that I think people remember is that the municipal elections go odd years. Right. So, of course, now we have our... Our state senators and, right. and state Absolutely. representatives that are on the ballot for this year, and governor, of course, we have a yeah. governor's race in Absolutely. Connecticut. Um, and then, of course, on the state level, it's congressional, mm-hmm. and there's always the, the challenge. You and know, a, and I'm time sure time I'm sure
0: when you guys do your candidates' debates, their pr- can- candidates' forums are pretty well attended.
1: They they can be. Um, you know, I think unfortunately we're we're, we're seeing, and, and it's true to be very transparent about this. Yeah. Um, we're we're seeing a sort of a disconnect because people are not particularly enamored or, or mm-hmm. happy with their officials these yeah. days, particularly on a national level. Oh yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of a civic disconnect. Uh, people are perhaps not as engaged with local affairs yep. and, and service. So I, I would hope that people would become much more aware of what's going on in their local government, mm-hmm. especially with challenges. You don't have Pete Mazzetti shows everywhere <laughs> We no. have local officials coming on. We want to know. What's going on in town hall? We want to know what's going on in city hall. You know, we want to know what's going on with our town committees and planning and zoning commissions and whatnot. And this is an opportunity for people to come out and know more what's going on. And we certainly want to know what's going on up at Hartford with our representatives and and, and know what's going on here in the state.
0: Absolutely. And you want to know what's going on in the city of North Haven because that involves our buddy,
1: Mike Frieda, who's our first selectman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's interesting, Mike had a long career in uh, business, Yes, and I think that suited him very well to do what he's doing now, um, you know, and he also is a longtime lover of, of sports. He played baseball. I mean, here's a man oh, really? who's, who's uh, you know, probably not going to get drafted, I no. think, he's probably <laughs> given up that dream <laughs> yeah, to play right. Major League Baseball, but he loves sports, and, and he takes that kind of 162 game mentality into his job. Um, as a baseball fan, yeah. you know he looks at things from the long road perspective. Absolutely. What's good for the town Absolutely. in terms of its fiscal stability and, and development and growth, and uh, yeah, it's been a joy to work with the local officials. Also, Wallingford Mayor Bill Dickinson has yep. been in office now. His first time he was elected was 1983. Oh wow! Uh, so he's uh, second longest um, serving municipal head of uh, state uh, as Mayor of Wallingford. Second in the state, the longest serving is Bob Chatfield, who's first selectman and prospect. Okay. So Bob Chatfield has the honor at this point by a few years, and and then uh, William Dickinson, Bill Dickinson in Wallingford.
0: Ray, would you mind sticking around for for another segment?
1: I'll be right here. We'll be right back. You You matter. You matter.
0: You matter. And your words
1: matter, too. Your words matter. What you say in the hallways at school or in the student section at a game matters. Words can be hurtful. Words can be offensive.
0: Words can leave scars. Words can also inspire. Support and uplift. You and your words. Are they both important? As a matter of fact, yes. Community TV your neighborhood tv publicly funded and a reliable partner for cable companies nationwide it provides transparent coverage of local and state government education and public programming a digital town green that can be watched anywhere anytime and on any device watch us on today's high-tech distribution methods community tv in connecticut local unfiltered reliable and and yours. yours Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Ray Andrewson from the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Ray, welcome back. Good to be here. Thanks bud. Hey Ray, so let's talk about exactly what the Chamber of Commerce does.
1: Well, it's quite a bit. Uh, Every month we do have a Discover the Chamber uh, opportunity for people to learn about the Chamber of Commerce, which we put on our our website for the Greater New Haven Chamber, our, our affiliate chamber, and we do this quarterly with the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Chambers do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our primary missions is to be the connecting glue within the business community. Right. So we organize events, and I've talked about many of the events we do throughout the year on this program yes. uh, so far this morning. And we convene. So it's, it's a place where people get to meet, to know each other. We centralize categories of business. If you have an insurance agency, if you have a restaurant, if you're a retailer, if you're a solopreneur, you do information technology, IT. Uh, servicing um, a whole host and myriad of categories of business because business is diverse right. and we try to connect people who have needs right um, through leads groups our councils uh, we're also economic development uh, advocates okay. so we do have an economic development coordinator Ann Benowitz who is housed in the Greater New Haven Chamber our, our affiliate Chamber but okay. also works with our Chamber um, to help make those lasting uh, connections so that we we hear things we're sort of like the ears to the ground gotcha Uh, we get the intel if you will what's going on with with what's going on at that parcel of land Mm -hmm. what business is coming into the area what business might be thinking of expanding or moving so we get a lot of information that comes to us so as a result of that we are able uh, with economic development to work with developers to work with large-scale employers to understand the municipal officials with um, South Central uh, Regional Council of Governments, SCROG, for example, Connecticut Conference of Municipalities. Uh, We work with Connecticut Business and Industry Association. So as a chamber, we kind of partner with these statewide and regional organizations um, to coordinate efforts. You know, we also work uh, on behalf of employers to get qualified employees, and right. we mentioned Workforce Development, uh, Workforce Alliance, the Connecticut Job Centers, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that we have trained, uh, adjusted, well-educated, and uh, very uh, uh, spot-on excellent workers right. so that industries want to be here because we have the workforce. Absolutely. So we advocate and we, we create these environments where we have job fairs, career fairs, And and we listen very carefully to what the employers want. Right, Um, that's very important. Um, A chamber of commerce also, um, aside from having all the convening events that you're familiar with, Mm -hmm. get your glass of wine in hand and start networking, and or your coffee if it's the morning. Exactly. And and get to know your neighbors. You know, small business, large business. Uh, We also have and adjust to changing needs within uh, the business community. So, we know that. We're hearing the pain points, but we also know that there's some success going on there. We want to you know, emulate that success, continue that success. Right. So our government advocacy, we, we work very hard with governments. Uh, we have our own government specialist and communications director, Katie Ambrosio, who works uh, on our behalf up in Hartford and with sure. our local lawmakers as yeah. well uh, on communications councils. Councils are very important because we know that the scope of business is changing. So we have a human resource council, HR council. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more complex to work in a company, especially (laughs) if you've had to navigate COVID, figure out who's gonna wear a mask, who's safe, who's gonna remote learn, who gets a laptop, who doesn't get a laptop, Uh, you know, who gets a cell phone, doesn't get a cell phone, best practices within the workforce, what kind of healthcare coverage, what kind of benefits, 401k plans, Mm -hmm. HR, It's complicated. We need an HR council for people to convene and share ideas and be educated. Absolutely. We have a small business council, which I mentioned. Small businesses have a lot of challenges, uh, especially the smaller they are and the fewer resources they have. So we convene with monthly talks, guests, um, as as well there. Uh, In in terms of one of our major efforts, and it's really starting to to really gain a lot of traction. It's our diversity, equity, and inclusion council. Our diversity inclusion. Council today um, is is really sort of bringing the glue together. So we no longer have a siloed business community, right. where where people who were in historically underrepresented uh, communities didn't really have great access to banking relationships, insurance relationships, mm-hmm. um, making their business more vulnerable. Their markets were smaller. They didn't really have um, a lot of support from the wider community. So that's different now. So a, a a chamber of commerce that reflects the local community on a whole area of BIPOC businesses. uh, And and, and you think of of, not just people of color who own these businesses, but women. We have our women in networking council. We want to make sure that women have an opportunity to share their challenges in workforce or in business leadership, and that we acknowledge those needs. So the chamber advocates and has programming uh, to that effect. And certainly in terms of working with um, organizations like Spanish Community of Wallingford, Scout, oh, okay. And there are new members with us again this year, and we're glad, we're very grateful that they're back. But we also now are doing bilingual marketing and messaging. Oh, wow. uh, we've worked with RJ Media, The Record Journal, Newspaper, in sure. Meriden, yep. uh, and their weeklies, because they have the Latino Reporting Project. And if we see in terms of who's in this community, who's uh, immigrating to this area, working in Nucor plant, if they're working in Allnex, if they're working at the Ulbrich Steel Plants and other places around our area, that we can partner with SCOW so that we provide the right assistance, programming, um, being able to work with green cards, immigration issues, but also to make sure that those uh, families are finding housing, that they know the community particularly well, that this is home. And they thrive. And I'm I'm a son of an immigrant. I right. you know I, my family didn't even speak English when they came here either. Ah. So uh, from Norway uh, back in the 1920s. And I understand what it's like to start here. Right. And it, and it takes time to get your traction to become prosperous, and, and and fulfill the American dream. And that's part of what the Chamber of Commerce uh, does. We also have a nonprofit council. That works in New Haven. Okay. Uh, uh, our our affiliate chamber. A lot of nonprofit organizations. Oh, and you've absolutely. had many, many representatives in this chair that you've interviewed. Right. Um, in, in your many years doing this program. Nonprofit organizations have a voice within the chamber. Mm. Um, I do podcasts, so every other week we have 26 podcasts a year. So those podcasts are interviews, just like I did in radio. Right. I do that now only through podcasts by interviewing various businesses and various organization heads and chiefs and talk about what they do, uh, giving them, as you do, a platform. Right. Uh, for our community, uh, so chambers also um, uh, like to again just have coffee. Yeah, just hang, hang there, have a glass of just wine, hang out, and and he, we want to hear what you have to tell us. Absolutely, we want to hear about your business and organization, and the investment in a chamber of commerce is an investment in your business or nonprofit group.
0: Absolutely. Now, how many members?
1: We have about 425 right now wow. um, and that's fluctuating you know that sometimes goes down a little bit goes up a little bit yeah. we're on an upswing right now I think the COVID um, uh, place we're in right now where things are a little brighter a little easier than they were a year or two ago mm-hmm. is helping the reestablishment of, of membership mm-hmm. so that's been very special.
0: I going to say you, you guys are probably glad things are getting back to normal because I like you I don't like doing zoom meetings
1: yeah Zoom meetings are no fun anymore. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> the tech, like all technology, it has its place. Right. <laughs> Some things make your life better. Some things have, it's not a clean slate. Right. Some things are better. Some things are not so good. Yeah. You know, having a mobile phone device. Right. I think about bag phones and those big clunky oh, phones yeah. used to plug into our car. Uh huh. So all of a sudden, you didn't have to stop at a parking lot, get out your quarter. And call the office from the payphone. Exactly. And as you did in the 1980s, you evolved into having your bag phone so you can call with your right. phone plugged into the cigarette or cigar lighter mm-hmm. in your dashboard. You could pick up this phone and call people. Exactly. Well, that of course evolved into flip phones, and then that evolved into smartphones, right. and that evolved into um, phones that with all the apps where you have all this information exactly. in your hand and you can you know you can watch this program you can do television oh, absolutely. You can do everything on that phone yeah that's great news It now follows you everywhere right so your work is following you everywhere so okay. we have to learn now how to use the technology just like we had to learn how to use email at one point mm-hmm. how to use the internet at one point we also had um, in previous years how to use television right. radio you know, we've, we've evolved now with different technologies in, in this digital age. We're now learning as a chamber, not only just to how to use social media, we've even had discussions about how to use TikTok. Uh, how does a chamber use TikTok? I don't yeah, know right. yet, we haven't figured out yet All right, it's the right yeah, in our market.
0: I haven't figured out TikTok yet either, but so we're, we're
1: good. We're, we're talking about it because we want to make sure that we're integrating um, people who are already accessing that kind of media. So the chamber is active, it's contemporary, it's learning how to be present in this day and age um, and it's evolving as business must evolve and change to survive so much to the Chamber of Commerce
0: we've got about a couple of seconds left before we say goodnight people want more information on the Chamber where are they going?
1: They're going to quincham.com um, the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce based in, in Wallingford and Ray Andrewson you can contact me uh, email me I'm on that website and as well as our phone number uh, as well. Look forward to your, your call.
0: Ray Andrewson from the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for so much for some oh, time. Hopefully we'll see you again
1: soon. Always good to be here, Pete. Thank you. Thanks, Ray.
0: On behalf of Ray Andrewson, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.